Blog Talk Radio. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Roman Show, and uh, we're excited uh, because, well, the the Royal Rumble was a major event, and we're going to have a conversation about that. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside my co-host, the dashing one, George Alonso. Of course, and you know what I'm drinking today? A peppermint margarita. I don't care. I'm a man of different tastes. All right, well, uh, we're going to welcome a little later today Kyra, who will be competing in Combate Americas uh, in February. She is back and ready for action after she um, competed in Japan, and she's back in the States. So we're going to see what she's all about upcoming in Combate Americas, which airs on UFC Fight Pass and also on ESPN Deportes. Just a reminder that on March 31st, Titan FC returns to action, this time in, uh, in Pompano. Right near uh, Miramar. So, if you want to get your tickets, TitanFighting.com is the website. And uh, AthlonRub.com. Check them out. Rub it on your body before, during, and after training, and you will feel like a champ. And shout out to Fire and Ice Chiral Therapy. Uh, I'm telling you, George, you have to check this out for yourself. You put yourself in this machine, your body freezes up, but you feel brand new. I'm not kidding about this. FireandIce.com. They got two spots one in Coconut Creek and another in Davie. Would they allow me to go in with my margaritas? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think your margaritas will be frozen by the time we get in there. You know? Ooh, uh, an icy margarita. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's how it'd be. A slushy, nice. All right, enough of the talking. Let's start things off here with reality check. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, Royal Rumble was definitely, you have your mixed emotions. Many people will say there was a good one. Some people say they were disappointed because there really wasn't a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. But let's stick to the, let's first talk about this. John Cena, AJ Styles, by far the match of the night. So many people are trying to compare it to that great match earlier this year, in the beginning of, the, of January, actually, Okada versus Omega. Uh, which had the entire internet internet buzzing. So which match do you think is better? AJ Styles versus Cena in the Royal Rumble or Okada and o- versus Omega at Wrestle Kingdom? That's a huge and hard question. Because here's the thing. They both brought something to the table that kept us on the edge of our seat. You know, they both did amazing job of entertaining not just the live audience but the people watching at home so it's a huge huge toss-up of which one was better 
But I'll tell you this much: I'm still like I'm not trying to say like what you're saying, like uh, who was better. But I am gonna say, you know, Okada and Omega was the better of the two, but not by far. I'll tell you this much: Cena and AJ were extremely close last night. In between Cena and 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 uh, AJ Styles, compared to Okada and Omega, is Okada and Omega had more. Uh, high flying. It was more outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Whether compared to Cena and AJ, there was more inside the ring. So it had more of that in ring psychology. Which actually, Bubba Ray Dudley tweeted that he said, you know, the difference between these two matches is there was a lot of psychology in there that Cena and AJ Styles had. Yeah, and psychology is actually one of the most important things in professional wrestling because psychology tells the story. But here, here's again, here's the the fact like. The the business is ever so evolving, you know, and I'm not saying psychology is dying because it's definitely not. We see it every day in the product. But the fact of the matter is this, is that because the business is evolving so much, the fans are still going to pick Okada versus Omega just because of all the, the stuff that they pulled. Let me tell you something. There's I, I am never, ever going to forget that insane back body drop from in the middle of the ring to the outside, through a table, that Okada did to Omega. I will never forget that. Now, if you want to compare that to anything that Cena and, and AJ did last night, the most you could actually compare it to is the top rope uh, you know, attitude adjustment. And you can't really compare the two. They're both different beasts, different animals, but you think it's the last time that we'll get to see Styles versus Cena? I hope not. Every single time those two get in the ring, they they always one up the last match, and you barely ever get to see that in the world of wrestling, where they get to. You, you're sometimes you're like, uh, for instance, to give you an example, when it's like, oh, Rock and Austin, you know, it's like, oh God, them two again, and, and you know, you not saying that they did the same thing over and over again. But the ending was so constant that finally Rock won in the last match. I'm, that's what people were saying. Oh, God, another Austin versus Rock. We all know Austin's going to win. But in this case, AJ and Cena, they make you think in every single match from the first time that they got in the ring with each other. Not one person was going in there saying, oh, AJ's going to win. Oh, John Cena's going to win. Everyone was like, oh, my God, who's going to win? Comparing to uh, you know Rock and, and Austin, and I have to say this right now, that's the Rock versus Austin of this era. Very much, very much, very very exciting. Now, I want to talk about the Royal Rumble itself. Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble. I could have, I got to bet money in Las Vegas and Randy Orton. I probably would have been rich because no one really saw that coming. Everybody saw it was either an Undertaker, Alberto uh, Goldberg. Heck, I even saw Sami Zayn. But not Randy Orton. This really came out of left field. And then you have the surprises. Everyone's waiting for the surprises. The only surprise we really got was Tyler Dillinger. But the fact of the matter is, Roman Reigns was the 30th entrant. And if you haven't had a chance to see the video of the people's reaction when he enters uh, the Royal Rumble, it's really hilarious. You got a video of that on the Roman Show uh, fan page. Check that out. But... I see the fans' point of view. I see they wanted maybe a Samoa Joe, maybe a Kurt Angle. They wanted a surprise. But you know what? At the end of the day, the WWE really did surprise us. 
No one saw Roman Reigns and Royal Rumble coming in. Yep. No one did. And uh, and on top of that, to steal something from Mr. George Portondo, he was actually saying this uh, on social media the uh, today, saying that, and also Jim Varsalone too, uh, no one ever mentioned that Samoa Joe was going to be in this match. It was the inter- it was the internet wrestling community that was saying Samoa Joe is going to debut in this match. No one ever confirmed it. No one ever said yes, it's going to happen. No one, absolutely no one. So it was a typical guess. And how can you get mad at a guess? You know. And on top of that, look at the reaction. Look at the f- the finale that we got out of it. Yes, Roman Reigns is extremely hated, but now we got two for the price of one. Number one, we got a feud coming up now, possibly, between Roman Reigns and Taker, which obviously everyone is going to go into and say, oh my God, we're going to see the dead man kick uh, the big dog's ass, you know? And then we got a new face winning the Rumble, which who knows what kind of match we're going to see at Mania. I'm sure it's not going to be seen, seen in order, and I, know, and I know we've seen that match hundreds of times. Listen, I know we're a day early to this because SmackDown hasn't aired, but I guarantee you if Bray is entered into that elimination chamber, my money is on Bray Wyatt to end up being Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Very exciting because, I, man, the story between those two that they were able to build by themselves with no title involved of the Predator is now the Hunted, it was amazing, pure amazing, and it's still magic to this day. So I would love to see what's going on with that. Oh, so there you have it, a little recap here of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. A lot of excitement, a lot of, well, puzzling questions because we really don't know what the hell is going to happen in WrestleMania. And I think that's a beautiful thing about it this year. Another rumor that's been talked about is, Goldberg and Lesnar, we already know that this is going to happen in WrestleMania. In fact, the Monday Night Raw, uh, Paul Heyman challenged Goldberg. Of course, Goldberg is going to say yes, because in, in the Royal Rumble, he actually looked at, at, at Lesnar and he said one more time. But a rumor that's going on is, George, that Lesnar and Goldberg might wrestle at WrestleMania for the, Universal, for the Universal Championship title. Well, time will tell on that, because I believe it's next week when Goldberg retur- returns to Monday Night Raw... And we'll see if he does challenge Kevin Owens. It'll be kind of out of the blue being like, hey, you know, I just got eliminated from the Rumble, guys. But guess what? I'm challenging you at Fastlane. Listen, I really hope they build on a reason for it to happen. That's all I'm asking for. I don't mind seeing Goldberg and Lesnar for the title. I don't. Because personally, I think those two will create magic at WrestleMania 33. And on top of that, it, it has money written all over it. So, especially when you put a title in that picture. So, it's kind of like someone passing a torch. You know, Goldberg, the ever-so-beast of the 90s uh, and early 2000s in in WCW, passing on to the new beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. It'll be a nice thing to see at WrestleMania. I'm just saying. NXT, Shinsuke Nakamura lost his title against Bobby Roode. It's now the era of the Roode era of Bobby Roode. one thing though I have noticed from from this NXT pay-per-view, it was good, but not as good as in the past. I think that when Triple H was interviewed last year, uh, it's true. Do you think that the, the WWE has already purchased or has brought in the hottest talent in the indie scene and we don't have good talent in the indie scene? I think there's still plenty of hot talent in the indie scene. 
It's just that the thing is, is that the WWE, uh, sorry to point fingers, but you dropped the ball on many of them. Like, there's still the Zack Sabres. I know Zack Sabre technically, WWE didn't drop the ball on that. Zack Sabre said, I just don't want to sign right now. But, you know, you still have the Zack Sabres of the, of the world. You have the up-and-coming Jeff Cobb, uh, you know, which is an amazing superstar. You have Matt Riddle that still hasn't signed with the WWE. You also have, you know, people who that they have dropped the ball on, like Sammy Callahan. So, the, listen, the talent is out there, and the talent keeps on getting better. That's why I love this wrestling business so much, Mr. Roman, because the thing is, is that, sure, you could sign all these people you want, but guess what? The wrestling world just keeps on growing because their people are still out there training. And it's just a matter of uh, time to see till we see some of these, these guys in there. So, let's wait and, uh, and see what's going to happen here till WrestleMania. We'll be right back with Kyra Batera, who will be uh, in competition and Combate Americas in February. You can check that out on UFC Fight Pass. We'll be right back with more on The Roman Show. Welcome, everyone, to The Roman Show, February 16th. Combate Americas returns to action. You can check it out on UFC Fight Pass and also Azteca and also on ESPN Deportes. And on the line, we have well, one of the main eventers, Kira Batera, who joins us. She'll be taking on Vanessa Rico Fernandez, February 16th. Kira, welcome to the Roman Show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Absolutely great. Can't complain. Kira, you're going to be headlining the uh, upcoming Combate Americas program in California. Uh, how are you going into this fight? How's the training going for Vanessa? Training's going great. This is by far the best camp I've had. Uh, this is my very first time headlining a fight. Um, coming into my uh, pro day, uh, pro career, so I'm really excited to be able to finish off the show right. I've been training hard. My weight's on point. My cardio's great. My striking's great. My wrestling's great. I feel like I, everything's just falling into place. I'm peaking perfectly. I'm about two weeks out right now, and I'm just excited to put on the show. Now, Kira, going into this fight, Vanessa, looking at her record here, she seems like she's a very submission uh, type of mixed martial artist. Uh, however, she's a, she has, comes in with a 2-2 two and two record. What have you studied or what do you know of her so far? Um, yeah, I've seen that she has some submission finishes, but I also see that she lost by a, a ankle lock mm-hmm. uh, her last fight, and that girl was was a striker that submitted her. I think that my jiu-jitsu is one of the best at 105. I have one of the best wrestling backgrounds, one of the best jiu-jitsu backgrounds. Uh, I claim to be a scrappler, so mixing in punches and jiu-jitsu is my game plan. So if this fight does go to the ground, it's my world. Absolutely, and now being part of Combat America, as you heard, uh, the last program, which was in Mexico, very successful. Now it's on ESPN Deportes, so the, the audience uh, is growing by the minute with Combat America. And now you being the headliner, main eventer, I mean, that, that itself, in itself, it's a, it's a great opportunity for you. Yeah, it's huge. I'm really excited. Uh, I was on the very first Combate America card here in, in Vegas. I was on their second card in L.A., uh, I was on their fourth card in April, so being able to grow with Combate and see how we started off at the D in Vegas, no one really knew what Combate was, they came from the television show, but it wasn't real big, it's just growing so much, and it's been a little bit over a year now, um, I'm, I'm really excited, I'm honored to be able to be headlining for them. 
And how do you feel? Because I feel from South America, they really take care of the fighters as far as promotion. Uh, promotion. For example, you, they put you in all the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the posters and whatnot. Uh, so they really push their fighters. How do you think that treatment is when it comes to a fighter? How does it make you feel on a personal level? Uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, last year I, I didn't have as many fights as I wanted to, but the way that I traveled with Combate, I went to New York twice, I went to Miami twice, I went to LA, I went to Japan, I went to Mexico City. They've been giving me so much promotion and trying to build me up, build my name up, but um, I have been working my butt off with training. So being that they are pushing me so much and having me be their poster girl, it's not only giving me a huge target on my back, but it's making me want to fight so much harder to prove everyone this is why I deserve this spot. This is why Campbell believes in me. This is why Combate believes in me. This is my spot and no one's taking it from me. So it's giving me a lot uh, more fire. Yeah, I remember you here in, uh, in Miami for Miami in Miami Beach or downtown Miami. Sorry, I believe it was last year that you came and they were filming uh, the whole event when Campbell uh, was speaking to the media. But, you know, I see a lot of fighters. Some people like the media. Some people don't like the media. How do you tend to uh, tackle that? You know, and I got to dedicate my training and then I got to dedicate some time to the, to the media and the interviews. How do, how do you uh, differentiate that uh, you as a, as a personal level as a fighter? You do need to have a balance. You can't. It, it is fighting. It's the you're, you're putting on a show. You have to have fans. You can't just disregard all the media. You can't just say I'm just a fighter. You need to do the media part as well. Um, it's just finding a balance with everything and knowing. Okay, if I'm having media day, I'm gonna train between these hours and not let the media get to you. Uh, like Conor McGregor had mm -hmm. said uh, back a few fights ago how he said that he was just getting so caught up in the media he needs to focus on more on fighting uh, everything is a balance and I think that with my family support system that I, I have a very well balanced in my life now you, your last fight was in Japan uh, that was the first time for you going to Japan how was that, that, that feeling out there uh, fighting in, um, in Japan part of the, um, the big fight card they had last year it was such an honor to be able to go there and represent Combate Americas and have everyone out there. I had Mike Beltran, I had Mike Aframowitz, I had Kim McLaren. I had everyone with Combate just that believes in me that came out to Japan with me. I had my mom there, Joe Stevenson. Uh, just the experience alone, being able to travel to Japan, uh, it was unbelievable being able to see the nation of the city and being able to fight with the pride rules. Uh, everything was a great experience. I know I took a loss, but in Japan they say they don't count the losses. They just uh, they just want you to fight your heart out. And so that's exactly what I did. Fought my heart out, ended up having a loss by decision. But I would definitely go back there. I had a blast out there. Now, uh, you're currently training in, in Vegas, no? Weren't you with the, with the Couture's, if I'm right? Uh, no, I'm at Carlson Gracie. At uh, Carlson Gracie, okay. And, and um, some of the guys, some of the girls that you're training out there, and, and describe to me uh, your, typical, your typical day, you know, leading up to, to, to the fight, you know, your training. How, how does it work? Just take us in there. Uh, getting closer to the fight, I'm definitely bumping up a lot more cardio. This is coming close to my peak week. So uh, morning, I usually hit a run, and then I have MMA practice from 9 to 11, from 11 to 12.30, I do jiu-jitsu. I get to go home and 
then I get my nap time. I have to have my nap time during camp. Um, then I finish off with uh, some cardio. My my dad has always been a huge part of my camp. So right after I'm done with strength and conditioning, my dad always drills with me at home. We have mass as soon as you walk into my house. So whether it be striking, jujitsu, he makes me do a million reps. This close to my fight, I do my hard practices in the morning. And at night, I usually finish off with just repetition, getting that muscle memory. I'll do 100 arm bars. I'll do 100 takedowns. I'll do 100 of the my go-to combos. It's just getting ingrained into my into my brain and my dad will tell me do it with your eyes closed now so i i finish my practices i have my hard practice in the morning i have my easier practices in the evening and then at night it's all repetition i can do everything with my eyes closed so i know that when i get into a position in the fight i'm like oh i've done this a thousand times with my eyes closed and it'll just come naturally to me Okay, well, definitely a very busy, uh, just in one day, you do so much. Do you typically, so you have two a days, you typically have sometimes three a days in there? Yes, yeah. Three a days. Now, do you, the three a days are very early on in your camp, though, no? Three days are right now during this peak session, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of, about two hours each training session you were, so total, basically about... Two hours each training session, yeah. My night training session is usually only about 30, 45 minutes my very late night session after all my strength and conditioning so roughly about six seven hours of, of training in the day oh yeah definitely <laughs> and now to keep the body because you have to keep your body uh limber and, and and smooth avoid any knots you get massages throughout the time or, or stretching and, and throughout the, the the training yeah i have a really great chiropractor over here denny dumbler works with a lot of the the fighters out here at valley spine um he's been amazing he's been working with me ever since i moved to vegas about three years ago i go see him once to twice a week and i've gone into fights with so many injuries and he always makes sure that i'm at the best my body can be every time i go in there he's fixing me up well carl i want to thank you so much for your time and speaking to us and letting us uh, know a little bit about how you prepare for your your coming fight and wish you good luck on february 16th Again, it's around the corner. Uh, we're already in February, pretty much. Uh, you take on uh, Vanessa Rico Fernandez, and you look to seek uh, a victory uh, headlining that yes. Combate America's yes, uh, event. Yes, it's going to be a great show. Tickets are selling fast. My my Instagram is Kira Batara, K-Y-R-A-B-A-T-A-R-A. I have a link in my bio for the Combate tickets. So anyone in Burbank, L.A. area and still want tickets, just click on the link to my bio. Make sure you click me as a fighter and get your tickets before they're gone there you go that's right you're not only a good fighter but a good saleswoman too as well <laughs> you know? Carol, thank you. thanks so much and we'll catch up with you soon and uh and good luck on on your upcoming fight february 16th as you take on vanessa rica okay. fernandez thanks so much thanks thank you thank you bye-bye ladies and gentlemen listeners all around the world welcome to the showdown. All right, folks, it's time now to talk to mixed martial arts. Conor McGregor held this Q&A on pay-per-view with Ariel Hawani. And Conor McGregor, being Conor McGregor, said the most outlandish thing. But one of the things that Gree has, has got the attention of the Internet is when he went on a, on a parent of the UFC WWE Vince McMahon. In fact, he even said that he's claiming the Vince McMahon watch. He says that that watch is his from now on. It doesn't matter if Vince McMahon got it. But he is from now on the owner of that watch. 
and he did say that he was offered something. He didn't say about the amount of money, but he was offered something uh, financially. He was here at WrestleMania 33, and his response was, F Vince McMahon, F the UFC, basically F everyone. And Dana White didn't take like to heart. Ken and I didn't like that comment, and in fact went on the record and said, you better watch out what he says, because if he goes down that road, it's going to be an epic fail. So Conor McGregor uh, trying to get a lot of publicity because of this Q&A, which he very well did. But you have to really kind of see now, if Conor McGregor loses in his next title defense, whenever that may be, he better watch what he says. Yeah, because it's kind of like don't you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you, obviously. But here, here's the, the situation on that. I... I I'm no psyche nor psychologist or anything, but most likely what's in Conor McGregor's head is, I could say whatever the hell I want. What are you going to do to me? I'm the reason why your pay-per-views are getting so many hits. So even if Dana White said, you know what, Conor, you're off your contract. Goodbye. I guarantee you, yes, for less money, but Conor will still be able to find another organization to fight for. He, he has nothing to lose in any of this. This, that's what, how cocky this man is. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be cocky. He does because he has backed up everything he said. So we'll see. No doubt, but I would really love to see him in WrestleMania 33. Imagine the promo this guy's going to cut, but you just have to watch his mouth, of course. Yeah, 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 extremely. Can you imagine how many beeps we might hear at WrestleMania? Well, not for not for us because we're going to be there live. So uh, if he does drop an F bomb, we will be able to hear it. Yeah, well, that'd be pretty interesting to see. All right, Joyce Master down, knocked out Donna Cerrone. Donna Cerrone, of course, is very like the cowboy. The guy takes a fight anytime, any place. You know, he's just a fighter. He literally is a fighter. But he got knocked out by George Master This is a guy who started his career in the backyards of Miami, and now. Finally, at last, he gets a, a big name, and that's in Donald Cerrone, and he defeated him by knockout in the second round this past Saturday. George Mavidal basically said to Dana White, listen, I put 200 grand on the table. If the guy that you put up against me next time around, if I, I will beat him, and I put $200,000 on the line. So George, George Mavidal definitely ante up uh, the stakes and wants to prove to the world of mixed martial arts that he deserves the credit that he should. I mean, this is a guy who's been around for a long time. I've interviewed him many, many times. And he's a very thuggish, thuggish, outspoken person. So to put him and maybe one of the Diaz brothers, that'd be freaking great. But give credit George Madadao. He is a great fighter. Technique-wise, sharp, clean. You saw it against Donald Cerrone. You put him to sleep in the second round with a TKO. But I think that the world of mixed martial arts should really, really, really consider George Masvidal. Give him a lot of credit. This is a guy who's been in Bellator. He's been in Strike Force. Uh, he's been in Bulldog. Now the UFC. Give this guy credit where credit is due. It doesn't matter if he came from the backyards. He is a well-trained, professional mixed martial arts artist who deserves the credit that he should. And he's, he's frankly, my hat off to George Masvidal that finally... Someone is looking at it and say, oh, wow, this guy's really for real. You know what they've always said, fear the underdog. Fear what the person you don't know. And fear the person that you don't expect much from. Like, 
didn't that what wasn't that proven to Dana White with Amanda Nunes when uh, there was no promotion on Nunes at all coming into her fight with Ronda Rousey? You know, I'm just saying. Uh, look what happened there, and look what yeah. Yeah, and all that about that. Now you're talking about underdogs, Valentina Shevchenko, who took on Juliana Pena. Valentina, being the underdog, defeated Pena. But not only did she defeated Pena, the, the way that she did it, Valentina is a stand-up fighter. She's a Muay Thai champion over ten times, and she defeated Pena by submission, which took her opponent obviously left her puzzled because she 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 for the first time she grabbed this 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 uh, submission victory. So after the fight, Amanda Nunes walked inside the octagon. Both these ladies met each other in the past. Amanda won by split decision. And they looked at each other and they kind of, you know, played each other's off, talked a little a little garbage to each other. But let me tell you, and I have I have all the respect for Amanda Nunes. She's a great fighter. And even though Amanda won last time, Valentina Shevchenko is a really serious threat to Amanda Nunes because now we see that she is really well-rounded. She's just not a stand-up fighter. She's a girl that can take to the ground and submit you. And she did it to Juliana Pena, who is a way better ground fighter than Amanda Nunes. So Amanda Nunes, and we love you very much. And I know you want to be the Conor McGregor of the women's division, but Valentina is serious. Well, when you're serious, that's when you're at most dangerous. But the thing is, is that Amanda has proven that she could be serious too. So, and it proved to the world when she knocked out a queen of MMA in just less than a minute. Or actually a little bit over a minute. So, so you know, basically, listen, both of them are very serious fighters. Great you know, stand-up artist. Yes, Valentina, like you said, you know, shocked the world by getting to the, going to the ground and saying, hey, you know, I could knock you out too down there. But she has to get Amanda first. And one thing that you forget when you... I know this was just your prediction, but one thing you forgot was that if, a, if Ronda Rousey couldn't get in to Amanda, what makes you think Valentina can? I'm just, I'm just saying. When that fight will happen, we don't know, but they, we, we do know that's going to happen one way or another in a couple of months. Well, that pretty much wraps up the Roman show, but before we go, is the moment that you guys have been waiting for, and that's the Dashing Ones email. What do we got for us this time around? You've got mail. Nothing big. I, I decided to go a little PG because for the last two episodes, I kind of felt like I went a little edgy. So I, this this comment comes from George. Coincidence? No, not me. George from California. And he says, Dear George, coincidence, Every time my girlfriend calls me, I answer the phone. But every time I call her, she doesn't answer. Should I tell her something? The answer is real simple. She's on the phone with me. That's why she doesn't answer your phone. Because you're just not dashing enough. You sound like a freaking bitch when you're complaining about her not picking up the phone. Come on, you're a man. 
If she doesn't answer you, go have fun. But she's on the phone with me, buddy. Sorry. She wants the email. You can email your questions or suggestions or comments to info at theromanshow.com and the dashing one himself will answer right here on the program. Don't I look so hot today? <sighs> God. You know, it, it's kind of weird because it's actually kind of chilly here in Miami, which is odd. And that's exactly how your face looks like. Odd. Don't you ever disrespect my face like that again. I'm going to take a sip of my peppermint mart- martini here and I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next week here on The Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on our Twitter account at The Roman Show, Instagram, Roman Show Media, website, theromanshow.com, and subscribe to YouTube channel. You want a sip? No. YouTube.com forward slash our Roman We'll catch you right here on The Roman Show next week. You sure? It's good. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. Thanks for the first thanks for tuning in.